0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So my first night in my new apartment in Jordan, my roommate and I arrived pretty late in the evening. And as we were putting all of our stuff into the elevator to bring up to our apartment, we ran into our new downstairs neighbor. And the first thing he did when he saw these two strange American women is he invited us over to dinner to his apartment without any hesitation. And my roommate and I, we, we politely declined. We didn't want to inconvenience or impose. And even though we had no food in our apartment and most of the stores and restaurants had already closed by that point in the night. But regardless, we brought all our stuff up and we settled in and we looked out across the street and we saw that a light was on in the shop across the road. So we thought, okay, great. we're going to go down and get some food. Lo and behold, this shop was actually one of the rare liquor stores in Amman. And all they had to sell to eat were these, these bags of like off-brand Cheetos. So we go back into the elevator and we're tired, we're exhausted, actually. We're we're disappointed and we're starving. And we run into this elderly neighbor again. And my room and I look at each other, and we look at him, and we say, so actually, and without any hesitation, he invites us over to his apartment. Within minutes, he and his wife have emptied their fridge onto the small plastic table in their cramped kitchen, and it's, it's just laden with traditional Jordanian foods, pita, and hummus, and pickles, and, and the homemade cheese they made in the basement of their building. This was a true Jordanian welcome. And we feasted, as we feasted together and, and over the, the course of the next year, we learned that Abu Hassam and Umm Hassam, they were Palestinian. And we heard about their childhood spent in exile, moving from host nation to host nation, relying on the hospitality of strangers, of distant relatives, unable to return home. They remembered what it was like to be foreign, to be far off, and the difference it made to have someone bring them near. Their compassion and their hospitality, it was grounded in memory and in their own stories. Remember that at one time you were without Christ, Being aliens in the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world, writes the author of Ephesians. And in in these words, this letter echoes a theme we've heard in, in Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, again and again. Love the foreigner as yourself, the Lord commands the people of God. The alien who resides with you shall be to you as the citizen among you. For you were once aliens in the land of Egypt. Remember, you too were strangers in a strange land. Remember how it felt not to belong, to be separate and cut off. One of my, my favorite things to ask parishioners in any parish that I'm a part of is to, to tell me about their first Sunday at the church, whatever they can remember. And I've heard some great stories. I've heard about the people in the pew next to them who, who showed them how the bulletin worked, or the parents that turned around and smiled reassuringly at the parents whose kids were kinda going a little crazy. I heard about the usher who placed a reassuring hand on a shoulder long after the sanctuary had emptied out. I love hearing these memories because I can so clearly see how those parishioners take that moment of hospitality and and ground their own hospitality for that next batch of people who come through these church doors. Their hospitality and their compassion, it's grounded in those memories, in that story. And, and my, own, my own first Sunday here at St. Paul's was just nine weeks ago. And here we are at my last with you. And I have felt so welcomed here. You all have have invited me to lunch, you've come to my classes, you've listened to my story, you've answered my questions. You fed me with donuts and coffee and pulled pork, and you also fed my faith with your precious and sacred stories. You all embody the spirit of Ephesians these past two months, treating me as if I already belong to this parish, to that one household of God. But it's not just me. I've heard your stories, how this parish too has reached out to you, how the priests and the choir, and the altar guild, and the parents of the nursery school have been there for you when you felt far off or separate from the love of God. You know, in our, in our gospel story today, uh, Jesus and the apostles, they, they'd rather be a little further off from people. They're, they're exhausted, and they're hungry, and they haven't gotten a break. And so they go to this deserted place. But the author of Mark writes, As Jesus went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. He had compassion for them. Now, in the abbreviated version, we heard that the story stops there and actually skips 20 verses and Jesus is going somewhere else and healing other people. And it actually, it's jumping over a pretty important bit. We're we're skipping over the the story of Jesus and the disciples feeding a crowd of 5,000 with just five loaves and two fish. And if that story doesn't sound familiar to you, we'll hear it next week, next Sunday. But I think, I think we miss two things in, in not hearing that story today. First, we miss how Jesus being a shepherd to these people is more than just teaching them. It's also providing for their bodily needs. It's also feeding them. Second, we miss how Jesus' compassion for the tired and hungry crowd, it's grounded in his own experience of exhaustion and hunger we just heard about. Jesus, he looked at the crowd and he saw their lostness, he saw their hunger, he saw their exhaustion because God, our God, took on human experience, took on pain and thirst, love, and loss, our compassionate God became human, weak, and fleshy. In Jesus, God suffers with, and ultimately suffers for. And that's what we gather here today to remember at this table. See, faith faith is the carrying forward of generations of ancient memories. We remember how God acted to save God's people from slavery and exile. We remember how Jesus brought us in to the covenant of promise, to that household of God. We remember divine compassion in our lives. And it's, it's those memories and our own stories that allow us to be that divine compassion to others in the world. To be that middle school teacher who remembers how hard teenage years can be. To be the grandparents who pay the check of the young family of the table next door, because they too remember what it was like to be a young family with toddlers. To be the established community that opens its doors to refugees and fights for the rights of immigrants because they, too, remember when their own grandparents were turned away for their strange accents and funny clothes. Compassion grounded in memory. My last night in Jordan, I was with Abu and Um Hassam, and I told them that I felt overwhelmed by all that they had done for me from my very first night there. And they just had one request for me. Tell Americans that Palestinian people are good people, Abu Hassam told me. Tell them that Muslims and Christians are as one, brothers and sisters in the faith. Carrying forward the memory of their hospitality towards me, it's more than just telling though. It's feeding and welcoming. It's keeping my eyes open for the hungry and exhausted travelers in my elevator. And carrying forward the memory of all that I learned here, hospitality, compassion, caring community, That means taking and integrating all of that into the Christian that I'm becoming as I go from this place. Every Sunday, whether it's our first or our last, my prayer is that we come to this table asking how we too can carry forward that divine compassion into our lives and into the world.